Well, tonight is a special night. It is our monthly Emerge Night. And for, lo- for those of you who don't know what that is, Emerge is just, we set a service aside once a month to give all our emerging speakers a go at uh, sharing the Word of God. And I love these nights because all the people that we have share preach with such passion and fire. And uh, I know all of them love God. And tonight we've got three amazing guys. But um, our first speaker tonight is a wonderful young lady. Uh, I have known Alex Finch for, is it like 10 years now, Alex? Eight years. Eight years we served on the youth team together. We work in the office together. But what I love about Alex is one, she's, she is a, a pallet of life wherever she goes. Uh, but secondly is that she absolutely loves God with all our heart. And I know she cares about God's people so much. So let's stand to our feet tonight and welcome Alex. Aw, thanks everyone. Josh, you just filled my words of affirmation cup so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right, you guys can be seated. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, band. Oh, my gosh. Go the youth team. This is like the youth band, am I right, that's on stage right now? Come on. You guys are awesome. You guys have got it so much more together than I did when I was that age. My gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) Awesome. Well, how are you going? I would love to start off by actually honoring someone tonight who just introduced me, but, (laughs) um, and that's actually Pastor Josh and Shekinah, our location pastors. I've known like Josh and Shekinah for eight and a half years, like Josh said, and um, Josh and Shekinah have believed in me, have encouraged me, have pushed me to places that I didn't realize I could go because they love me um, and they're honestly two of the best people that you'll ever meet and I love you guys we're behind you 110% they're so good But you know what, Josh Shekinah and I actually have a very similar sense of humor. Um, And we've shared many good Christian memes throughout the years. And I actually, I have a funny one to show you tonight. Every time I think about serving, this is the photo that I think of (laughs) every time. The Son of Man did not come to to be served, but to serve. Come on, it's breakdancing Jesus. Come on, guys. I feel a little bit naughty laughing at that, but it's okay. You can bring that down now. Thank you. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) So good. Anyway, (laughs) I love the internet though. You know, I think sometimes people can think it's, you know, bad and, you know, the internet is not good, but I think it's really a tool that we can use for either building ourselves up or it's something that we can use to tear ourselves down. But I like to use it to build myself up, right? So I use, I love Instagram. I love following a lot of Christian pages. And there was this one day I was scrolling through Instagram a while ago and I saw this video pop up and it was by, it was a lady named Brooke Fraser, who's like a singer and a songwriter. And she was just playing the piano and she was explaining that her husband had actually made this like piano case that her keyboard was in and it was the first time that she'd used it and she looked down and she saw this one simple phrase written in there that her husband wrote and it was remember why we do this. And that for me really hit me in the, in the heart. <laughs> I was sitting there in my room and in that moment I was thinking, wow, like, why do I serve? Like, I, I do all this stuff. I put all this time and energy into church and, and into serving, but like, why do I do it? And I remember God reminding me in that moment of why I started serving in the first place. And he said, you're doing it for the love of my people. You see, eight and a half years ago, I walked into this place broken. I walked into this place empty. And I remember 
getting given an opportunity to invite Jesus into my heart and I've never felt love or joy or freedom like I have in that moment, in that first night that I encountered God. And ever since then, for over eight years, I've been serving in this house week in, week out on different teams. I was on the youth team. I was on the young adults team. I'm on the social media team. Lots of different teams. My first ever women's conference I attended, I served at. So I serve because I love God and I love people. And I'd like to ask you tonight, what's your why? Why do you serve? And if like on the flip side, if you're here in this place and you don't serve, I'd like to ask you why. A good indicator to know your why is actually if someone asks you the question why you do and you have to explain it, that's a good indication if you don't know what it is. You know, I've seen so many people get wrapped up in doing tasks and doing the mundane things that they forget that why they're here in the first place. You know, I'm the first to put my hand up and say, I'm guilty of doing that. I'm guilty of forgetting why. You know, we're not here just setting chairs for nothing. We're here setting chairs for someone to come and encounter a living God that loves them to experience that maybe for the first time. And when we're serving here on the dream team, we're doing it to see lives transformed and Jesus glorified. We're expressing our love for God and our love for people. Jesus also said that my people, people will know if we are his disciples by the way we love people. In Luke 10, Jesus talks about the parable of the Good Samaritan. And a parable is a, is a story that Jesus used in the Gospels to try and explain a moral or a spiritual issue. And in the parable of Luke 10, Jesus talks about a man who's in need of some help. He says that there are two people that initially walk past the man that's in need of help, a Jewish priest and a Levite. They see the man, they cross to the other side of the road and they keep going. But there was one man who didn't do that. And I'd like to pick up in verse 33. And it says, finally, another man, a Samaritan, came upon the bleeding man and was moved with tender compassion for him. A synonym of compassion is tenderheartedness, brotherly love, consideration, kindness, humanity. He was moved with tender compassion for the man. He was moved by love for this person. He was moved by his why. Out of the motivation of his why, the good Samaritan gave the man first aid. He bandaged him up. He put him on his horse. He took him to an inn and he paid a price for him to stay in a place. You see, the Samaritan was willing to be a little bit inconvenienced to get a little bit dirty, to take time out of what he was already doing, to pay a price for someone that he didn't even know. And like I said before, I've been serving on teams here for over eight years. And, you know, I've been here early. I've stayed here late. I've moved heavy things. I've missed out on stuff in the service. I've been a little inconvenienced. I've had to roll up my sleeves and get a little bit dirty. I've taken time out of my life and I've paid a price. But you know what? None of that matters. Because, you know, with myself, along with the rest of the Dream Team, like I said before, we're creating a place for people to come and get touched by the power and the love of God. Just like my life was completely changed by stepping through those doors, people were here before me that paid a price. People were here before me that were a little bit inconvenienced. I never want to forget what God did for me, but I never want to forget what those people prepared a place for me. Every time you're serving, you're preparing a place for someone to come and experience God. And I'm so thankful for those people. And, you know, when I was praying for tonight, I really felt God say that, you know, I want to really brand on people's hearts why they do this. Because once that brand's there, it can never leave you. Once you get that revelation of why you're here, why you're serving, when you get that fire burning deep down inside of you, there's no turning back. You stay motivated. You stay on fire for God. You stay wanting to help people because you love them. It's so good. 
Before I started serving in this church, I was a very shy person, which um, obviously definitely not anymore, which is <laughs> so good. Um, <laughs> I've grown um, in knowledge, I've grown in skills, but I've also made incredible lifelong friends. I have given so much, but you know what? In return, I've gotten so much. And I just want to encourage you here tonight, if you don't know your why, I just love for you to be open, open-minded, have a hope and heart. I really pray that God speaks to you tonight and encourages you to find out your why. Thank you so much. So good. Love that. You know, the, it's, the foundation of serving isn't just doing stuff, but there's a clear motive behind it. And uh, thank you, Alex, for reminding us to ask the, the simple but yet powerful question. Why do we do what we do? And uh, even if you are serving or not serving, it's not to bring condemnation, but it's to just bring, oh, actually, what, why, why don't I serve? Uh, this is a great place to serve. So thank you, Alex. Let's give it up for Alex one more time in this place. Well, our next, our next speaker is a great uh, tall fellow in our church, and uh, he, is, he is an absolute joy. He always, he always brings joy to me. I uh, always feel a little, bit, a little bit naughtier, actually, after talking to Nick Hickman. And, uh, but I know Nick, he is, he is served so hard for so many years, so faithfully. He is, he is a pillar in this house. Uh, I remember when I was kids pastor, and uh, Nick was in there and helped me on the kids team. And uh, he, was, he was just led with such passion and hunger. But now, these days, he's on our worship team as a key player there, just building, doing a great job. And so let's stand to our feet and welcome Nick as he comes and shares tonight in this place. Thank you. Sit down. Sit down. Speech, Bilbo. How are we doing? That's good. Before we get into anything tonight, I really want to honour, they're not here tonight, but Daniel and Ebony Frecker are like, they're, they're, they've, they've only got like one more Sunday here, hey, and then they're going to Melbourne. But these, the first ever time I came to youth, right, um, I lied to mum because youth was dangerous back then and mum didn't want me coming to youth and so she wasn't home one night. I lied to, her, I lied to dad really and, um, I came, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, mum will be cool with it and I came to youth and I'm like this little 13-year-old kid and there's all these scary grade 10 kids there and the very first person to ever meet me at the gate at youth was Eb Frecker. Eb Newman back then, she, I knew her because she was my kids' church leader. I was like, ha, oh, friend. She like walked me in um, and she like has been my friend ever since and helped me out and the, I would not say there's anyone that has poured more into my life than Dan Frecker. Like, I've had so many coffees with him. He always has time for me. I just really want to honor those two right now. But, so, as Josh said, I serve on the worship team. I help um, our worship pastor, Lisa, out with that. And I also serve on our youth team. And I know, amen. And I was thinking about my very first job I ever had on the youth team, right? Um, I, I rocked up. It wasn't bad. <laughs> Josh is scared. Um, I, I got asked, I'd rock up half an hour early, and I'd put, I'd, we used to have youth in here, and I'd put a divider in there, and a divider on that side, and across the back, because we didn't have many people here in the big auditorium, and I'd put fairy lights on it, which is like every 15-year-old kid's dream, and um, at the end of the night, I'd pack it up, and that was my first job at youth, and it's such a little thing. 
but it actually started like a change in my thoughts that I'm not actually here for me anymore. I'm, here so, I'm not here so I can hang with my friends and I can meet God. I'm here so other people can, right? Um, and Jesus actually talks about this, shocker, in the Bible, um, in Matthew. He's just called the 12 disciples to him, right? He's about to send them out on their first mission, and he's given them like the, pre, the pre-mission pep talk, you know? And um, he says this thing, he says, he who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Which is like, yeah, so good, but it's hectic, right? Like, because that's saying that, like, your agenda and what you care about when you're serving God, you lay that down, right? It's not about you. And I can, I can hear you, right? I can hear you being like, Nick, I've got a gift. I can sing, or I can make food, or I'm really hospitable, right? And um, I'm going to break your little heart right now. I know. <laughs> uh, a couple years ago, it was my birthday, happens every year. And um, one of my mates got me, got, got me a Pokemon game, right? And if you don't know about Pokemon games, they come in pairs, right? So they release two games. It's a big old stitch-up because you can't finish one without the other, right? So you either need to buy two or your friend needs to buy one. So he got me one for my birthday. A couple months later, it's his birthday. I got him the other one, right? Gave it to him. Um, he opens it. We like, have a moment. It's great. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't kiss, sorry. Um, and then... Later that night, we're at his birthday party, and he comes up to me, and he's all excited. And he's like, Nick, Nick, Nick. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I got the other Pokemon game. We can trade. We can do all the things. And he's expecting me to be excited, right? But I'm like, dude, I know. Like, I, I got it for you, right? And yeah, it's funny. But we do the same thing with God, right? We come to God, and we're like, God, I've got this gift, and I can do this, and I can do that. And God's like, I know. I gave it to you, right? And we expect God to be impressed with the thing that he gave us. Um. God's, God's not actually impressed with your gift, right? Like he made it. What, God, what God's after is your character and your heart and your attitude, right? That's what he's looking at. And, and you might go, yeah, it's good. <laughs> no, it is. And, and, you, <laughs> um, and you might go, that's all good for me to say, right? Because like, I'm here on the worship team. Because like, we don't get... You don't always get to serve in your sweet spot, right? And you might go, that's all good for Nick to say. He's like on the worship team and in the youth team, which means he's really cool. And like, <laughs> you know, and like he's in his sweet spot and he's doing what he's good at. And you're like, that's all good for you to say when you're not doing that. But I, I've done it, right? I've been there. I was coming to the end of school and I was serving on three teams. I was serving on the kids team, the youth team and the worship team. And I was going to do internship the next year, and I was like, this is my plan. I'm going to do internship. I'm going to stop doing kids' church. I can focus on youth and worship, and it'll be great. And Josh is laughing because Josh knows that I was actually the kids' intern for two years. Right? Yeah. And so for two years, I'm there, and I, my, like Dan Frecker is the youth intern, and there's all these youth interns, and there's worship interns, and I'm there doing kids' church, which I'm not. And I literally, I was like, God, I'm not passionate about kids' church. I want to do youth. And God's like, well, that's cool, but for two years, you're going to be passionate about kids' church because that's where I've put you, right? Because we don't, like legit, we don't always get to serve where we want. But over those two years, I grew so much. I learned so much, right? And because I could have dug my heels in and gone, nah, I'm not doing an internship. If I have to be the kids' intern, I'm out. But I didn't. I was like, listen, God, if this is what you've got for me, I'm going to go there. And honestly, so because I do that and because I serve, right, Honestly, like this scripture is saying that he who loses his life for my sake will find it. That is like, that is my life, right? Like all of my best friends I've met and I've become friends with through serving. 
um, I've found like my calling and my purpose through serving in the house of God. I like, so, and it's not easy, right? Like it sounds awesome, but like my connect group of boys at youth is like a rough connect group, right? Like, I don't know whether it was like get the rough kids together and give them to Nick, but like my connect group is like, like they're, they're, they're very strong willed. They're passionate about what they're passionate about. And sometimes that's not God. Uh, and, but like legit, right? And so for me, right, that's like, like every week, that's, and Connect Group is not my sweet spot, right? Like I love these guys. I'd love to go to a group with them, but I, like running the group is not my sweet spot. But I do it, right? And then I get to see after eight months of running that group, one of my kids put their hand up at Powerhouse Conference and get saved, right? Um, because I because I serve, right? I get to see people like Keely Mercer come to youth, this little girl that never speaks at all and all this stuff. And you should hear her testimony. It's crazy. And then she went from not speaking. The other week she rocked up at church. She's like, sup, loser. And I was like, <laughs> right? Like, I get to see that happen because I serve, because I rock up to youth every week, right? Um, and so if I can leave you with anything, it's just serve, right? Even if, even if it's not in your sweet spot, even if you go, no, I want to serve there, and God's telling you, no, no, over here, right? Listen to God. He knows what he's doing, right? I'm going to pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you're calling us to serve in your house. And I thank you, God, that you help us be obedient in your name. Amen. I love Nick. He's, he's a lot of joy and uh, so passionate. But, you know, I was just feeling as God, as he was sharing, Nick is not God, just so we're clear. Um, just felt as Nick was sharing that God was stirring in some people's hearts. Uh, just not, not, to, not to go, oh, I want to find my best fit or I want to find my particular team, but just to go, you know what, I want to build the house of God. And to go, you know what, I'm just going to sign up, but, but the sign up is wherever you need me, I'll go. And uh, I, just, uh, I just really encourage all of us to, to think a bit like that. But hey, let's thank Nick one more time in this place. Well, our third and final speaker is an amazing young man. He's studying his medical degree at the moment and married to the wonderful Sienna. And these guys run a brilliant connect group on Friday nights. And uh, so let's stand to our feet and welcome Isaac as he comes and shares today. Thanks, Pastor Josh. You guys can uh, all take your seats. Uh, I just wanted to, first of all, we could almost go home now. Worship was that good. And then followed by those two speakers, my gosh. Um, but I just wanted to start by honoring someone. And that's uh, one of my actually really good friends in this church. And that's Dave Morris. I uh, had the massive privilege of um, going through youth as a leader with him and just seeing him step up like time and time again. Like nothing was ever too hard. He was always willing. And just watching that, it was like we see him as the natural choice to take over youth, but it's such a supernatural thing as well. Like there's such a grace on your life, man. And it was an honor to serve with you at youth. So can we all just give him a, a clap? So good. Um, speaking of youth, so over the last couple of years, I've uh, had the honor and the privilege of serving in heaps of different teams, one of those being youth, uh, chaperones team, host team, which I'm still in now, used to run some courses that we, that we had on, and all of them have been amazing. But this week, as I was reflecting on um, all these times that I've been serving and different moments in serving, there's always different highlights that you kind of get. And one of them just kept sitting with me, and it was one of the nights at youth, actually. And 
just to put a picture around it, a Friday night for me would look like finishing work at four. I would have worked normal 38-hour week, was absolutely destroyed, tired, would go home, get changed, have a shower, eat, scull as much caffeine as I possibly could, ready for the night ahead. <laughs> Amen. And then, um, and then get in the car at 4.30, go and fill my car with young people just to be here at five o'clock to uh, set up and pray and and also just to avoid the wrath of Dan Frecker if you were late. But, um, but, um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was a typical Friday night. And so this, this one Friday night, I remember it so clearly, it was the end of the night. Most people had gone home. We were just finishing pack up and I was walking the uh, rubbish out to the bin. And I remember it so clearly because as I was taking the trash out, I just honestly just started to cry. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And I was just so overwhelmed by God's presence. It just hit my heart. And I realized that in that moment, I was just so thankful that not just what God had done in my own heart, but the sheer fact that he was using me to bless other people and using me to love other people. And it just wrecked me. And it just showed me, I guess, how good Jesus was. And if you got your Bibles tonight, I want you to turn to Luke 12, 42 to 43. Uh, I'm going to be reading out of NLT. It should be on the screen. Uh, It says this, a faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I love that. Like, when I read that, I was like, man, who gets this reward was my first question. And I love that it says a faithful, sensible servant is someone who does two things. One who manages the other household servants and one who feeds them. You see, for us in church, that speaks of uh, serving the church, which is the other servants of Christ, and feeding them, which is like strengthening them with your, with your gifts and your serving. You see, strengthening and serving in church actually equips us to be a faithful and sensible servant. I love this. Just some, let's put it really plain, some examples of strengthening the church, putting out chairs, taking the bins out, serving in youth on a Friday night, taking care of kids in crèche, which some amazing person's doing right now, taking care of kids in kids' church, just really simple stuff, but there's always something to be done. But I love that because serving actually positions us to be called a faithful and sensible servant. Now for the good bit, right? The reward. I love this. When I was thinking about this, I was like, what exactly is the reward of being a servant of God? And I honestly believe there's many, and the Bible tells us there's many, but there's one that sticks with me, one that when I'm tired and I don't feel like serving or don't feel like turning up, this is the one that always gets me here. And it's in Genesis 15:1. If you've got your Bibles, this is one to highlight. I'm reading from the NIV this time. It says, The Lord came to Abraham in a vision and declared, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. You're a very great reward. I realized when I uh, started to cry out taking the rubbish, it was because of this scripture, right? The reward of being a faithful and sensible servant is actually more of God himself. I love that when you receive Jesus as your exceedingly great reward, right? You can't actually ask for more than him. The Bible says he's everything. So when we receive him as our reward for serving, that means we get everything that he is. More of his presence, more of his joy, more of his peace, more of his meekness, more of his kindness, more of his humility, more of everything that he is. That just makes me so hungry to serve. So hungry. It says this in Isaiah 43, 10. You are my servant. You've been chosen to know me, believe in me, and understand that I alone am God. You see, serving's not something we have to do, not even something you should do because I'm telling you to right now, but it's actually an honor to serve, right? We heard a, a, a similar scripture before, but Jesus said in the Bible, I've not come to be served, 
but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. You see, serving just makes sense to me because it's the thing Jesus did for us. You see, I just want to encourage you guys to serve for two reasons tonight. One, because you've simply been called to serve other people or servants of Christ and to feed them with the strength, which is your gifts, your time, your efforts, uh, your discipline, just turning up to, see, uh, to, to strengthen the church. And the second one is the, the one that I was talking about before. I want you guys to serve to seek the reward. And that reward is more of God himself. You see, I'll finish with this story. It's one of my favorites just because it's Jesus schooling someone. Um, but basically, it's the story of Jesus and uh, the, the, one of the Pharisees who was a lawyer. So he was kind of the high puffed up smart guy of his time. And the lawyer, uh, the Pharisee, was with his other mates and they were like, how can we trip Jesus up? How can we get him to say something that's gonna let us persecute him? So he comes to him with this question. He says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? This is the best bit. Jesus doesn't hesitate, doesn't take a breath, doesn't flinch, doesn't even think it over. He just comes straight out with it. And he says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, right? This is the first and greatest commandment. And he says, the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. You see, the beautiful thing about serving is we fulfill both parts of this command. We love the Lord and we love people. And in doing so, we get that blessed reward of experiencing more of God himself. So I just want to encourage you guys tonight, not just to serve, as I said before, but to do it because you get the honor of actually doing what Jesus himself did. And in doing so, you get the amazing reward of more of him more of his presence, more of his love. Everything that encompasses who he is, right, when you serve gets poured out on your life. I think it's so amazing that I get to experience all of what God is in the most mundane things like taking rubbish out. Like it's so amazing to just do such a lowly job and just experience such peace and blessing. And so I just wanna pray with you guys tonight, if you'd all close your eyes. Oh, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're so here. And Lord, I thank you that right now as our eyes are open and our ears are open to hear what you want to say to us, Lord, I just thank you for every heart, Lord Jesus, that's heard this word tonight. And Lord, I pray that we would be good soil to receive the seed that's your word. I pray that people would be stirred up right now to serve you, Lord, that people would be so hungry to chase you, Lord, that they would lay their lives down just like you did. And Jesus, right now, I pray for the greatest reward we could ever seek, more of you. I pray, Jesus, that everything you are would be poured out on these people, Lord, that we would experience more of you, Lord, more of your love, more of your presence, more of your humility, more of your joy, more of all that you are, Lord Jesus. You're the one that we seek today. And so I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that we would be faithful and sensible servants who lay our lives down to build your church. And Lord, we just thank you that you are the God of promises. And Lord, you promise to give us more of yourself as we serve. And so we declare that tonight. In your mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Hey, awesome. Let's give our three speakers tonight a hand. Hey, how good was that, eh?